It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing show. I'll be introducing my guests very shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things that I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I will do this each week. Today, I've been thinking about the idea of paying it forward. There were a couple of days this past week where I felt like I was in a real funk and not much seemed to be really going right. But by the end of the week, I noticed things started getting better. And what I noticed is that I was starting to focus on helping others first, and this represented a great turnaround for me. I found in the past that when I focus on helping other people first instead of worrying about my own situation, things usually do go a lot better. So here's my challenge. What are some ways you can focus on helping someone else this week? Perhaps it could be mentoring someone or giving advice when asked, or it could be helping in some other way, or perhaps it's simply listening. We could all use that every once in a while. So do it as soon as you can. You will be so glad you did. With all this in mind, I want to introduce my guest. And before I forget, let me give you the call-in number so that if you'd like to call in, you can and participate in today's discussion. That number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. My very special guest this week is Sharon Lecter. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Sharon is the founder and CEO of Pay Your Family First, which is a financial educational organization, and Youthpreneur, which is an innovative new way to spark the entrepreneurial spirit in our children. Sharon was appointed to the first President's Advisory Council on Financial Literacy. This council served both President Bush and President Obama, advising them on the need for financial literacy education. Sharon is an entrepreneur author, philanthropist, educator, international speaker, licensed CPA, chartered global management accountant, and most importantly, a mother and a grandmother. In 1977, Sharon co-authored the international bestseller Rich Dad, Poor Dad, along with 14 other books in the Rich Dad series. And for over 10 years as the CEO, she led the Rich Dad company and brand into international powerhouse. In 2008, she was asked by the Napoleon Hill Foundation to help re-energize the powerful teachings of Napoleon Hill just as the international economy was faltering. Her best-selling books, Three Feet from Gold and Outwitting the Devil, were both written in cooperation with the Napoleon Hill Foundation, and her new book, in conjunction with the Napoleon Hill Foundation, is called Think and Grow Rich for Women. We will discuss all of this and so much more during today's show. Sharon, how are you? I am fantastic, Brian. Thrilled to be with you. Oh, and I'm very glad to have you here, too. I'm a big a big fan of your work. I love, uh, I've got several of the Rich Dad books, and uh, I've told Greg Reed this, but Three Feet from Gold is one of my favorite books ever, ever, ever. And when I met both of you at Greg Reed's Pickability event, you both autographed a copy of that book for me. So that book has a very near and dear space in my heart for sure. So I'm very glad you're here, too. Well, I am delighted to be with you. And Three Feet from Gold was my first book with the Napoleon Hill Foundation. So it was really a a huge honor when they asked me to step in and, and work on that project. So it's near and dear to my heart as well. 
That's fantastic. So the first question I normally ask everyone, Sharon, is to tell us a little bit about your background, your backstory. How did you get from where you were to where you are now? What was your path and what did you overcome to get to where you are now? Well, you covered a lot of it in the introduction, but I started off with the normal going to school. Um, I wanted to become a CPA, which I did. I was on a, had a rising career in a, when, at that time, big eight accounting firms. And by the ripe old age of 26, when I knew everything, um, mm-hmm. I ended up realizing that I was working really, really hard for other people. And so the entrepreneurial bug kind of bit me at the age of 26. And I started my launched my career by going into a company with a, a new investor. And um, it was probably the worst business decision of my life, but it was when mm-hmm. I met my husband. So it was the best life decision of my life. Um, Started building companies at that point in time. My, we had three children. They didn't like to read. I met the inventor of the first children's talking book. Stepped in. It was a book, kids' books that had the sound strips down the side that you touch and make noise. So mm-hmm. we helped. I joined forces with him, and we built that industry from one million in sales to twenty-three to fifty-one million, and we sold it the third year. And then we moved to Arizona, which is where we've lived for. Um, 22 years, and we, at that time, our oldest son was going off to college, and in 1992, he went off in the fall and came home at Christmas time and said, uh, I'm in credit card debt, Mom and Dad, and I was pretty mad at him, but I was even more mad at myself because I had taught him about money. I had taught him the things my parents had taught me, but he was with me when I used my credit cards. He just wasn't with me when I paid them off every month, and he got caught in the gauntlet of credit card offers for new students on campuses, and that was December of um, 1992, and that's really when I dedicated the rest of my career, my rest of my professional life, to financial education and financial literacy. And that was the beginning of all of it, and fast forward a few years is when I met uh, Robert Kiyosaki. We wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, released that in 1997. And that started 10 years in in that building, owning and building that company. And then when I decided to leave the Rich Dad organization in in 2007, um, it was a very difficult decision for me. But that's when so many other doors opened for me, both with the President Bush asking me on the President's Advisory Council, but then getting the call in March of 2008 from the Napoleon Hill Foundation asking me to help re-energize the messages of Napoleon Hill really brought it full circle for me because I had read Think and Grow Rich when I was 19. And so we, you know, honored and thrilled to have built an international powerhouse brand like Rich Dad, the number one personal finance brand, but then to be asked to step into the largest personal development brand in the world um, was just an incredible, unbelievably huge honor. And one that I cherish and I honor and I do everything in my power to make sure that Everything I do as it relates to the foundation is an honor to Napoleon Hill and his original messages. Yeah, that's really fantastic. And I, I love I love the idea that um, financial literacy, to go back to that for a minute, is, is your big major cause. Uh, I know that you've been involved. I mean, you're in Arizona just like I am. It's where you're from. And, and you have spent time lobbying uh, the school system to put financial literacy education into their curriculum, correct? Oh, absolutely. When people test, you know, ask me about the highlights of my career, well, I have a lot of them because I'm so old, but one of my most recent highlights of my career 
is certainly in 1992 was when I really dedicated myself to financial literacy, but it was in 2013, um, this June of 2013 last year, we finally got the bill passed in Arizona that requires financial literacy education for high school graduation. It's, it doesn't have enough teeth in it for me, so we're still lobbying it, and we still have to get it actually in, put into the school system. But it was a huge, major accomplishment. We ended up with unanimous votes from both the Senate and the House, and now we need to see it implemented and take that same message to every other state in the union. That's really great. I, uh, when I lived in Nebraska, I taught at a two-year business college, and I remember teaching business math. And one of the lessons I remember teaching in that course was uh, it was about writing checks, balancing checks, how to identify your account number on a check, how to identify the routing number. And I thought, it's really odd that this isn't a college course. Why is this not taught much, much earlier? And it wasn't. So I'm so glad that that's something that you have helped to bring about in Arizona because it is so necessary. I mean, when you come out of college and, and you go to college and you're, and I remember being in graduate school and there were stands all over the place, get a MasterCard, get a Visa. And I remember thinking, well, I already have a MasterCard. Why do I need another MasterCard? But you can have more than one. I don't want more than one. So, I mean, I thankfully didn't get into that problem in college. So um, I really appreciate that message for sure. So when you were asked to uh, uh, be a part of uh, uh, the Three Feet from Gold, how, how was it exactly that, um, that that opportunity came about to you? Well, because we were both in the same field, I got to know Don Green, who's the CEO of the Napoleon Hill Foundation, while I was still at Rich Dad. My husband and I own a company called Tech Press, which is a publishing company, mm-hmm. and it was the original publisher of the Rich Dad, Poor Dad books. And we helped the foundation um, get some of their international translation work done. So we had known each other for several years. And when Don learned that I had made the decision to leave the Rich Dad organization, he reached out to me immediately and said, you know, we need, we really, obviously we, I think everyone on this call knows what happened to the economy in 2007, Uh 2008. And so they really wanted to bring the messages of Napoleon Hill to the forefront, because most people under the age of 50 at that time had never even heard of Napoleon Hill, let alone the incredible um, lessons that he teaches about personal development, personal responsibility. And so yeah. to, be, to be tapped on the shoulder by them was an incredible honor. Yeah, we've got less than two minutes for first break, and Don Green has been on my show, and he was, he was amazing. I mean, you know how amazing he is, and so do I, and so to my listeners who remember hearing that show, and, and Greg, who was your co-author for Free Feet from Gold, has been on my show a couple times, too. I know he's got a new book coming out real soon. Hope to have him back on the show again here real shortly, too. But, yeah, what a great legacy to be a part of. I mean, that is just absolutely phenomenal. So you've worked on uh, Free Feet from Gold and also Out with Devil, which is a book that I still need to read. I've heard about it, but that's what I have not gotten to yet. I need to. And now, oh, of course, definitely. It's, pretty, it's a pretty exciting book. It made a huge impact on my life. Yeah. I mean, let's just talk real briefly about that, Outwitting the Devil. Is that basically a sort of a, a, a metaphor conversation with the devil or a real conversation with the devil? It's basically the devil teaching us how he uh, uh, trips up, right? Yeah. Well, it, I know you know this, but for your listeners, Think and Grow Rich was a lifelong effort by Napoleon Hill. He worked right. on it for 25 years. It was released in 1937. When he released it, he was actually frustrated because he said, you know, even though people know what they're supposed to do to become successful, they don't do it. 
Right. And that probably hits home to a few people on this call. I know it did for me. And so he sat down and in just a few months wrote this book called Outwitting the Devil. And it was about fear, the power of fear, all types of fear, and how fear either motivates us or paralyzes us. And most of us are paralyzed by fear. And so Outwitting the Devil, he says, you can believe that I was talking to the real devil, or you can think I'm talking to the imaginary devil. It doesn't really matter. But you as the reader can determine if you're going to get any value from what I share. That's great. And we are up against our first break. My very special guest is Sharon Lecker. Please stay with us on the other side. This is Success Profile Radio. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves a smart guy. Smartguy.com. At Solave, we think a person's voice is the most powerful form of marketing, so that's what we want to invest in. While other companies spend billions on traditional marketing, we reward you for sharing Solave with your connections. We began with a simple idea. A single relationship has the power to make life better for many people. We took this idea and turned it into a company that can make commerce less expensive and even profitable for everyone. We started with mobile phone service because it's something all of us already use and it's the technology connecting us every day. We put you in charge of what you pay for mobile service and simply making the switch to Solave is the first step to spending less $49 a month for unlimited voice text and data but it gets even better you can earn money just for sharing Solave with others as your network of connections grows both through your actions and the actions of each person who joins because of you you can quickly be paying nothing for your mobile service and even make a profit every month visit us online at www.social-commerce-now.com to learn more and join the Solave revolution Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very, very special guest this week is Sharon Lecter, author of the new book, Think and Grow Rich for Women, which came out very recently. If you'd like to call in and talk to Sharon and ask her a question about this book or anything that she's done, her number, our number is 866-404-6519. Once again, the call-in number is 866-404-6519. So let's finally talk about Think and Grow Rich for Women, Sharon. You initially resisted the idea of writing this book. Why was that? And then why did you finally decide to go ahead and do it? 
Well, it's a great question, Brian. In fact, that's I lead off the book by saying, why a book? Why think and grow rich for women? Why now? Why a book just for women? And for most of my career, I felt that way. I felt that the steps to success were the same for men and women. I started my career in the mid seventies, and at that time, we didn't think about. Um, glass ceilings. We just figured as women, we had to work harder than men. And so we did. We didn't really have a chip on our shoulders. Um, We were kind of pre the feminist movement and just got out there and did what we needed to do. And the steps of success are the same for men and women. But as I get closer to the twilight of my career, I realize, and certainly in the last few years, it's become very evident that um, women approach those steps to success very differently than men do. And as we see the changing world of business, the, the, in the last, we went from the industrial age, which is a very competitive dog-eat-dog world, to today where world is, the world of business is much more collaborative and cooperative. Um, we, you grow your business through strategic alliances, strategic partnerships. All of that is very important, and it's a wonderful fertile field for women because women are great collaborators. And so in the last couple of years, and particularly right now, we're really at a tipping point for women. And that was really what brought it home to me. And I wanted to stop the complaining, stop the criticizing, and start celebrating the progress that women have made. And let's focus on the accomplishments and the and the the celebrate what good has been done instead of continuing to focus on what still needs to happen. That's really fantastic, and and there there is definitely a, a need for something like this. In fact, you interviewed over three hundred women for this book, and you put a different twist on this, which I really appreciate. So, let me ask: How did you decide who you wanted to be part of this project? Did you have a special criteria in mind? And then talk about some of the people that you had in your book. Well, the criteria for me was the book "Think and Grow Rich for Women." follows the same chapter outline of the original Think and Grow Rich. And I I wanted to start each chapter with a synopsis of Hill's message and then look at that message through the eyes of successful women who had applied that principle in their own success. So over 300 women, as you indicated, are highlighted and celebrated in the book. Many of them I interviewed personally. Many of them I found as I researched each principle of success to see women out there who had created success using that principle. So, Mm -hmm. for instance, the founders of the international organization called Child Help, who have helped save millions of children's lives, um, Sarah O'Meara and Yvonne Federson, helped me Mm -hmm. with the chapter on faith, which is an incredible chapter. They are very close personal friends, but yet there's no one better to write and contribute to that chapter. I had other people that I highlighted in the book. I I talk about um, Oprah's commencement speech to Harvard, where she talks about having lost that confidence in herself when she started the own network and how she can find, you know, she had to retool into her own burning desire. And those are all elements. And other women in the book I've never met, but I researched and I found information about them, about how they created success. I did further research to make sure that each woman in the book is an embodiment of the principle for which I share. And then I talk about how I've used that principle in my life. And then I end each chapter with what I call the sisterhood mastermind. I wanted to create a body of quotes from women that are consistent with the philosophies of Napoleon Hill. 
And then at the end of each chapter, I bring it back to the reader because that's the most important woman at that point in time is the one reading the book. And Mm -hmm. I have a section called Ask Yourself, How Have You Used This Principle in Your Life? Let's Mm -hmm. celebrate what you've already accomplished. And then what are some of the things you can do today, tomorrow, next week to deepen the impact of that principle in your own pathway to success? Wow, that's really fantastic. So let me ask you this. I mean, we alluded to earlier the fact that men and women tend to think differently about a lot of things. Do you think success looks different for women than it does for men? What is your experience and your findings on that? Well, the subtitle of Think and Grow Rich for Women is Using Your Power to Create Success and Significance. One of the things that I found as I was starting to pull this book together is I've read Think and Grow Rich, the original book, probably you know, 200 times. And I always do kind of pale when he talks about, um, you know, determine the amount of money you want to earn and creating a mantra because, um, and even though he didn't really believe success equaled money, that's what it came across when you actually read the words in the book. And I think that there's an element, women want success, but success is not necessarily in terms of money. And so that's why I said success and significance. A lot of times women want to make money not to buy something, but to do something, to create an impact. And so I think it's really important that women women want to make a difference. And so yeah. their success is in the results that are created by their success, not necessarily the fact that they are successful. Wow, that's really great. So I think really, you know, in terms of creating significance and success, really what we're talking about is uh, women owning their own power, as they should. I mean, men have owned their power for generations, and uh, only recently, in, you know, in the last you know, generation or two, I mean, I think when we go back to women being granted the right to vote, has society really paid attention to the fact that women have and want to be significant in society, and they should. So let's talk about the idea of women owning their own power. It is so important. Another issue, reason why I wrote this book, when I talk about changing the dialogue from positive, from negative to positive, men have don't usually have a problem saying they're an expert in something. Women have a horrible time saying, I am an expert. They'll say, well, I'm pretty good at that, or, yeah, I'm okay. But they have a hard time just standing. And most of us have been raised in that maternal environment where we are supposed to take care of everybody else. And far too many women put themselves last. And I speak from painful experience because that's something that I definitely deal with every day. We want to make sure we're the best mother, the best wife, the best you know leader, but we forget to take care of ourselves. And yeah. so it's that's part of owning that power is understanding that if you take care of yourself first, if I'm a better Sharon then I'll be a better mother, I'll be a better wife, a better entrepreneur, a better author. And that's something that truly is hugely important in getting across because that's one of the top issues today for women is the lack of self-confidence. And so I talk about how do you deal with that? And I go, well, let's admit that that's an issue. And so Mm -hmm. instead of me just relying on myself, let me get together with a couple of other women leaders and we'll be each other's greatest advocate until we get that self-confidence where it needs to be. Yeah. And then you can apply, your, you're using your power, but you're combining your power with other powerful women and watch out. 
Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I think that's a really great answer, Sharon. And, I, and, and as I was thinking as you were talking, uh, society tends to really throw this concept of having it all, having balance. Uh, is it possible or desirable, or, or should we be defining success differently than, quote-unquote, having it all? What's your take on that? Well, you hit my other hot spot. Not only do I want to change the dialogue, but I want to get rid of the word balance. Um, I often joke that my next book is going to be Balance BS, um, but it doesn't stand for what you think, what, what just came to your mind. It stands for Before Sharon. And that's why the, there's only one chapter in the book that was not in the original Think and Grow Rich book, and it's the last chapter. It's called One Big Life, because when, when someone is balanced, they're not moving. And women are never still. We're always doing something. And what happens is when you try to achieve this work-life balance, it's kind of like that unachievable goal. So you're constantly upset with yourself, frustrated that you're not balanced. And so what happens is you get into a constant feeling of guilt, shame, and worry. And it's a real bugaboo for me, again, because I own it. I feel it all the time. I fought it all my life. I'm a champion worrier. And about seven or eight years ago, I found the definition of the word worry is to pray for what you do not want. Mm-hmm. And it cripples us. We, we end up using precious time today over something from taking up time worrying and feeling shameful about something that happened in the past. Each and every one of us, when we get up in the morning, we have the ability to choose how we're going to spend that day. And instead of thinking about... X hours here, X hours. Have one big life. And if you spent too much time at the office yesterday, spend more time with the kids today. But don't allow yourself, don't drag that crap forward with you because it just ruins your presence today. And understand that each and every one of us has every morning the opportunity to see, I'm going to be the best mom today, I'm going to be the best businesswoman, and you know what? My kids are going to be proud of the fact that I'm at at a business meeting because I'm going to tell them why I'm going, and it's going to be one big life, and that's the importance of understanding. Just get rid of the concept of work-life balance because you only have one life, and your life is one big life. Yeah, exactly. So we've got about 30 seconds or so to our next break, and I'm talking to Sharon Lecter. We are talking about her book, Think and Grow Rich for Women. We've been talking about why she wrote the book and how she interviewed uh, and and, uh, talked about over 300 women in this book and what success really looks like. And really talking about women owning their power is so, so important. I mean, I think still while we've made such tremendous progress in terms of equality in our society, there's still a long ways to go. And, uh, boy, this book I think is really going to be a great uh, starting place or a cornerstone for dialogue like that. We will come back after the break. And the next thing I'm going to ask Sharon is about women in business. And I think that's really important because economically, women are becoming more and more powerful in our society, and that's where I think equality is going to uh, really uh, start to uh, make things uh, more equitable for everybody. So we'll be right back. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. 
Energy Saving Solutions innovative double green plan enables you to switch to energy efficient LEDs and other modern lighting with no upfront cost. Modern LEDs are far more efficient than other types of lighting, but for many businesses, schools, and nonprofit organizations, the reason for sticking with the old inefficient lighting is the cost of replacing them. While an old fashioned incandescent bulb may cost a dollar, LED costs $30 or more. And that's why Energy Saving Solutions has designed our double green plan. Double green allows you to convert to LEDs with no out-of-pocket cost. We'll pay for your new lights, and you'll pay us back with a percentage of your savings. From the very first day that your new LEDs are lighting your life, you'll realize a positive cash flow, and you'll be doing something positive for our environment. For a free cost and energy savings analysis, call Joshua May at 888-620-8133, extension 7082, or visit us online at www.energysavingindustry.com. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can with Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Mondays at noon central, Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches Lessons in Joyful Living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Sharon Lecter author of the book, Think and Grow Rich for Women. And the next question I'd like to ask, Sharon, is about the idea of women running businesses. We're talking about equality for women. Uh, certainly, and you point this out in your book, women are starting businesses at an increasing rate. And I would like to ask you, do you think that women have inherent advantages uh, as, as business owners in their, their place in the global economy? Well, they're essential. Warren Buffett said the number one impact on investing over the next decade is going to be women entering the workforce and having their own businesses and the economic power of women. Women already control 60% of the personal net worth in the United States. So we already are the major economic influence. We make 85% of all consumer decisions. Two out of every three new businesses in America are started by women. So there's a huge influx into entrepreneurship, and a lot of people think that it's because women get frustrated with the glass ceiling and go out and start their own business. That's certainly a part of it. Women are great problem solvers, Brian, and the greatest way to start a new business is to solve a problem or serve a need, and there's certainly a lot of problems out there. So women have a way to find to get out there and start solving problems and then start making money doing it. So the yeah. and and those women who are very much dedicated to wanting to have their children as part of their businesses, and they want to have flexibility over their time. They don't want to have a job. They want to have that ability to control their own time. And so, by having a, their own business, they have more control over their, the one resource that we can't ever get back, 
is our time. Yeah. So it's unnatural, and certainly today there's so there's so fewer brick and mortar type businesses, and so many more that are online or that women can work from home. So you have a, a move to a much more viral, flexible work environment with, with people starting businesses. So it's, it's conducive to women who want to try and make sure that they can have their family, have their business, and make sure that they are present at all times. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, uh, you know, whether women are in business or not, I, I know that a lot of them probably, I mean, Sometimes men feel stuck too, but I mean, women tend to feel stuck because of the the gender roles that they've been placed in, and I'm sure you can relate to this. I love that Napoleon Hill talks about the idea of a mastermind, and you have a chapter about this as well. So how how can women apply this principle, whether they're raising their kids at home or whether they have a business? How how can that work? Well, women naturally form masterminds. Um, it's called girlfriends, but. At the same time, masterminds, I, I try to break down the concept of mastermind. And, you know, I, I'm involved in several masterminds. I'm a member of the Women Presence Organization on the national board. And I have the same group of women that I get together with once a month. And there are 15 to 20 of us. And we help each other because when you're the president of your company, it can sometimes be lonely at the top. And so they, this is a group of women presidents who all, are all from unique industries but we are there to support each other. When one of us has an issue, everything stops, and we address that issue. And more than likely, if it's an issue that I have, two or other three of the women, two or three of the other women have had that same issue. They can tell me what they did that worked, but also, more importantly, they can tell me what they did that didn't work. And in doing that, you have the opportunity to find a solution much quicker for your own issues. And that, that camaraderie, some of my closest friends today have come from that group. So that's a mastermind of peers. But then there's also a mastermind of working on your business where you have your strategic advisors, you may have your mentors, you might have your attorneys, your accountants, industry specialists that are there to help guide you in the direction your business is going. So that's a mastermind working on your business. Then I talk about a mastermind in your business where you have a mastermind of your employees or the team members that are helping you within the business so that you understand they're on the front lines. They can help educate you of what's happening in the business. And then there's a personal mastermind. If you have some workout buddies or you have um, just girlfriends or boyfriends or just a group of people where you are invested in each other's spiritual, emotional, and physical health. So think about what you're doing. Who, What circles are you in where you are working on supporting each other to get to the to the end goal? And as Napoleon Hill says, it's the power of when two minds come together, you get exponential results. Wow, that's fantastic. I love that. Let's talk about something that you discussed very early in the book, and it's about having a burning desire. And Napoleon Hill talks about this in his original book, too. Do you, do you find that... that uh, People get really get going because they're fed up with where they are, or do you find that it's because they just have this big dream that they want to accomplish? Let's talk about the idea and the importance of having a real burning desire as a starting place for success. Well, the number one principle of success, chapter one, is burning desire. Now, I ask people, you know, what's your passion? Well, my passion came from anger. Not It's not what I love. It was what I was mad about. My passion was a lack of financial education, and so my passion today is as strong as it was um, 22 years ago. But it's very important that each and every one of us know knows what gets us out of bed in the morning 
and that passion is what helps keep you going when the going gets tough. It's what gets you through the down times. That combined with faith in yourself, faith in what you're doing. So that burning desire, you know, we are, most of us have burning desires to be good parents or to be good spouses. We need a burning desire to accomplish our goals within our business and professional lives as well. Because that's what keeps us moving and keeps energizing us. Um, if you start feeling fatigued a lot, then probably you're allowing something to interfere with your desire or you're not focused on the energy that need you, where your burning desire really lies. Yeah, that that is so important. If someone does feel stuck and they're not sure what they want, what recommendations do you have for someone like that? Well, great question. We talk about that in the Ask Yourself Quest section of the book, um, Think Courage for Women. We talk about it in Three Feet from Gold as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when I tell people that they can, you know, they're feeling, I just don't know what I'm passionate about. I just don't know what rings my bell. And I go, well, you know, have you ever been told that you're stubborn or you're, too, you're focused on something? Typically, that's probably something you're pretty passionate about. And I said, a lot of times you can get a group of your closest friends together and start talking to them, and they, they can pretty much identify what they think your burning desires are. Sometimes we, we can't see the forest for the trees, and so it's very important that we allow ourselves to get input from others so that we can identify those elements that are most important to us. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea because if you're you're talking to your friends and they say to you, well, this is something you keep talking about over and over and over again, have you thought about doing something with this? And that actually is a big aha. You know, I've had that happen for me, you know, in, in my past too. So I, I love that idea. That's really great. Let's talk about the concept of faith. And you alluded to this a little bit earlier. Uh, faith is, is very, very important. I mean, desire and faith really go together. Uh, do you think that there are unique challenges that women go through that uh, allow them to apply faith differently? Or is faith important in a different way for women than it is for men? Well, and Three Feet from Gold, and I appreciate you mentioning it at the beginning of the hour, um, we talk about the personal success equation. And we interviewed many of today's successful people, and we talked to them not just about their success stories, but how they got through their deep, dark moments. And the success formula is your passion plus your talent times having the right associations, the right people on your team, times taking the right action, and we almost went to press with the formula, and I thought, you know, there's still something missing. And underline it all, what got them through the difficult times when other people quit, and they often thought about quitting, but they didn't, was their faith, faith in themselves, faith in their business, faith that it was necessary and needed to make a difference in the world. And that faith is what gets us through, that faith in ourselves, faith in God, faith in the business, faith in the need for what we were doing that helps you stay focused. And sometimes we all get physically tired, but it's that faith and that burning desire that keeps us going in the right direction. So faith is vitally important in reaching your goals and creating success. Yeah, absolutely. I I can certainly understand that. And when things get really, really tough, what kinds of recommendations do you have? And we all hit that point where we think, okay, here's a big wall. Do we go through it? Do we go around it? Do we go home? What kinds of recommendations do you have when we feel like we're at that point where we're just absolutely stuck and not sure what to do next, even though we're really passionate about something? 
Well, the first thing is to take a step back and say, okay, I'm feeling a lack of faith. But then ask yourself, is it really a lack of faith or is it that you are allowing fear to become stronger than your faith? And and when you step back and you look at it, you can usually identify the fact that, wait a minute, I'm allowing fear to impact me. Because right now you can't have fear and faith simultaneously. And that fear is probably paralyzing you. And when you're paralyzed by fear, you insulate, you isolate, and you draw within yourself. And that what that happens is almost self-fulfilling prophecy. And so what you want to do is look at the fear and say, okay, wait a minute, let me stop. Let me think about what I'm grateful for. If you concentrate on the things that are going right in your life and in your business, the people that you care about, start focusing on the things that you're grateful for, then that faith is going to start rebuilding. It's going to allow you to get past the fear. I talk about courage. The definition of courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is acting in spite of the fear. So you're not taking a leap in faith. You're taking a leap with faith. And that faith mm-hmm. is what's going to help you get past the fear. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's really great. We've got just under a minute for our next break. And uh, we're talking with Sharon Lecter about her book, Think and Grow Rich for Women. While I'm thinking about this, where can we find this as we go up our next break? Well, thank you so much, Brian. It's, of course, on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. It's in your local bookstores. You can also find it at SharonLecter.com. And my last name is L-E-C-H-T-E-R.com. And we're happy to support um, in all those arenas. And we're very happy. We've been so thrilled with the responses we've had in Amazon, all five-star reviews. That's wonderful. All right. We're talking with Sharon Lecter. Her book is Think and Grow Rich for Women. We've been talking about having a burning desire. We've been talking about the concept of faith and talking about overcoming fear. We will come right back on the other side. This is our final break, and this is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. To motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Business and action plans. How important are they for me to manage? Whether you're an executive, entrepreneur, or maybe you're just someone looking to advance your career and want to be confidently prepared for your future, business and life coach Carmen Carosa can help you remove obstacles and move forward in the right direction. Carmen is
is known as the real world coach for a reason. His no-nonsense style along with an innate ability to form connections with people gives you a unique opportunity to see higher and further than ever before. We live and work in an ever-changing, complicated world that can leave us with questions about every decision we make. Join host Carmen Carosa, business and life coach, on Forward Motion. Every Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, you will realize dreams and aspirations you thought were out of reach. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Final segment. My very special guest this week is Sharon Lecter, author of the book, Think and Grow Rich for a Woman. If you want to call in and ask a brief question, that number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. I want to go back to financial literacy. I know that's your biggest passion. And we think about, you know, teaching financial literacy in schools or to young people who just really have no idea how to handle money. But on the other end of the spectrum, there is a whole generation of, of women who were never socialized to know what to do with money because it was always the man's job to take care of the money. And some of these women find themselves widowed and not really sure what to do about money because they've never been taught how to handle it. So let's talk about the importance of financial literacy really for everybody. How 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 is your work... Um, uh, uh, impacted uh, basically all generations. Well, I think it's so important each and every one of us. I, you know, we, each of us is either a master of our money or a slave to our money. There's not much in between. We mm-hmm. either know how to control ourselves financially, or we are controlled by our lack of the ability to control. And so, mm-hmm. it's so, and what I see so often, particularly, well, young people, is we're not te- being taught it when we're young. And we end up learning the hard lesson when we're out in the real world. But also a lot of women tend to give up that power. They might even be successful in their own right. They get married and they turn that power over to men. And women typically, I mean, the good news is we outlive men typically by seven Mm -hmm. years if we're the same age, even longer if we're younger. The bad news is we outlive men. And if we don't understand money, then we're not going to know how to control it and take care of ourselves. And so women tend to end up getting, um, when we get divorced, we tend to drop in our standard of living because of our lack of income. And so it's really important that women understand that they need to have their own identity, they need to have their own credit rating, they need to have their own credit, and they need Mm -hmm. to understand that they need to understand where the money is coming from. And I start with something really simple. Do you sign your tax return without understanding what's in it? Mm. And it's so important that you understand where your money's coming from and that you, you, know, you before you sign that return, you need to understand what's in it. And, mm-hmm. it's, and by doing that, just by understanding where the money's flowing from, you start gaining power, knowledge, and comfort and more confidence. And a lot of times women are fearful about learning about money and investing. So, again, I say form a mastermind. Get a group of girlfriends or a group of friends together to start understanding, do an investment club. Mm-hmm. By doing that, you start educating yourself literally on the terms of money. Just by understanding the terms of money, you'll start having that confidence build. 
Yeah. Do you have any uh, online games or board games? I know in the Rich Dad Corporation, there's Cash Flow 101, which people can play to learn more about handling money. Do you have anything similar to that that you help when you educate people with for financial literacy? Absolutely. Um, as you know, I created, I co-created Cash Flow 101 and Cash Flow for Kids. When I started my new company, which is called Pay Your Family First, when I left the Rich Dad organization, we created a game called Thrive Time. T-H-R-I-V-E, Thrive Time for Teens, because it was so important to have a, a game that was fun, had humor, and really addressed young people where they were and where they are so that they feel respected and valued and understood. And so we won all kinds of awards on it, Brian. And then we also have that same game, Thrive Time for Adults and for Women, that has been in production. And we're in the process right now. We've got several companies that are looking at taking um, our concepts and the games online. But I think it's also so important that everything I do, all the books that I write, are very experiential in nature. I talk through stories, through parables, because that makes the book experiential. And the best way to learn is through experience. And so by um, when you're just teaching through a textbook, you kind of the you look at the words, it goes through your eyes to your brain. But when you share experiences and have involve the emotions, it goes from the page to your eyes to your heart. And once it goes through your heart, it makes an imprint. The best way to learn is through experiential knowledge. We also have, and you talked about it earlier in the hour, I've just completed a college curriculum called Your Money Mastery, and that college curriculum is going to be available for universities across the country that's basic financial education, and it covers all aspects of money and your financial life to give young people in college the understanding of what they're going to experience when they get out into the real world. So whether you've got it in high school or in college, I'm covering every basis to make sure that everybody gets an opportunity to understand money before they become a slave to money. Yeah, that is such an incredible mission, Sharon. I love this. I I think it's so great that uh, you're creating tools, educational tools that people of all ages can use to understand money better so that we can be a master of our money instead of a slave to it. I think that's fantastic. So let me ask you, going back to the book a little bit, we talked about how you interviewed a whole bunch of women for this book. Are there one or two favorite interviews or stories that you found especially impactful that you'd like to share with us? Oh, there are so many. Um, I had, a, there are two or two, two different stories. One's Margie Alaprande, one's Donna Johnson, um, and the third one, Kimberly Schulte, and they were all in different chapters of the book, but the three of them were... married and successful and ended up going through divorce and they lost everything and found themselves with small children um, facing bankruptcy penniless. Mm. And it just tugs on your heart to see each one of these women and they found that courage and found that strength to say, I am going to take care of my children. And they all three found the ability to recover from the worst situations, whether it just be a simple divorce or it was an abusive situation, all of them went through tremendous struggles. Um, one, Margie Alaprande talks about you know, the, having to drive away from her home and seeing her children crying because she was leaving, knowing that she didn't want to leave her kids, but knowing that when she focused on what she was building as a business, that she'd be able to 
take care of them in the way she wanted to, and now she can travel the world with her children because she's built a multi-million dollar business. All of that, to feel and experience what these women went through to gives you the hope that if they can do it, so can I. Yeah. I have women in the book that are very well-known, um, of course, Sandra Day O'Connor and yeah. Oprah Winfrey, um, Sarah Blakely, who created um, Spanx. All of these women are, you know, you think, gosh, these are incredible stories. But then when you read the story, you'll understand they're just like every other woman. They just had an idea and a passion, and they followed through on it, and they were able to create great success. Every woman who reads a book, every man who reads a book, will see some stories that don't relate to them. Yeah. They will see others that are like mirrors. Well, they yeah. say, wow, that's, I felt that way. I've done that. And that was the whole purpose. I wanted this book to be a celebration of women. And I also yeah. wanted it to be a celebration of those men who are champions for women. Wow, that's wonderful. You brought you you just emphasized, you know, women who read this book and men who read this book. I think a lot of people are automatically going to assume, well, this is just a book for women. But do you find that men are reading this book and giving you feedback about it too? Oh, I'm getting great feedback from men. They're talking about how it helps them understand their wives more. Um, many, oh, I've had so many men buy the book for their daughters and go, I want to make sure my daughter gets this kind of wealth of information, it's so important to get them started out and to have them really, again, not listen to all the negativity, but to really understand there's so much for us to be proud of and there's so much opportunity to stop, you know, stop the complaining and criticizing and start celebrating. And it's a way for you to create, just paint the picture you want in your life and go for it. Absolutely. And while you're talking, I think this is such a great, great message. And I know that you're currently speaking and talking and promoting this book. If there are any meeting planners out there that want to book you, or if there are any organizations that want to buy more than one copy, are there ways for them to be able to do that? Oh, absolutely. Contact me at SharonLector.com. My personal email is Sharon at SharonLector.com. I have a team that will... Absolutely pick up the phone immediately. My office number is 480-607-1940, 480-607-1940. I absolutely would love to come speak to your group and have the opportunity to share the message and to answer any questions I can. Yes, and I've spoken to your staff on several occasions in the days preceding this show, and they are amazing. So you have a good team. Sure, I, I am so, so, so lucky. Yes. Yes, you are. So here's the last question of the show. As we start to wind down, we are under three minutes until the end. So I have to ask, who inspires and motivates you? Well, I will tell you, the one, the one person in the book and somebody that I've always admired and have had the incredible honor of meeting several times is Sandra Day O'Connor. She was a trailblazer, she was tough, and she was grace, pure grace. She was first female on our Supreme Court justice and mother, passionate about her family, and successful attorney, successful judge, the height of success, and yet there was never any arrogance. She and her whole mission now, is, since she's retired, is to bring back civility to politics, to our society. Again, to lead 
as a woman, not because she's a woman, but to lead with grace and dialogue and try yeah. and get rid of the combativeness and the the impasse that we have in politics right now. And yeah. I think her the way she has lived her life is exemplary, and the fact that she has made such an incredible impact on the reputation of women and created such opportunity for women who have followed her. Wow. I love that. Yeah, Sandra Day O'Connor is, is amazing, and I think the fact that she was the first Supreme Court justice I think speaks a lot to her character. I mean, she broke barriers. I mean, women are in high places in politics all over the place. So we've got less than a minute to the end. So tell us one more time, Sharon, how can we find you? How can we find your book? The book is available through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or your local bookstore, or at my website, SharonLector.com. You can contact me at Sharon at SharonLector.com. Please do email me. I would love to hear from you. We've got a team of people there to willing and ready to support and help you. My number, again, is 480-607-1940. And I thank you, Brian, so much. And I really applaud you for what you're doing. Your show is incredible. I think you said you have a – this is my your 108th or 109th show. I'm honored to be on your list. Thank you. All right. You bet, and thank you, Sharon, for being on the show. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern for another great episode of Success Profiles Radio where I interview the most successful people in the world and draw out their secrets of how they achieved. Come back next week. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Each week.